Good morning, church. Thank you again for joining us. We are wrapping up our series in the book of Ephesians. And, you know, we have talked about our identity in Christ and who you are as a follower of Jesus. We've talked about how to live out this Christian life uh, to the glory of God. And now we've been talking about how to put on this armor of God to fight against the enemy. And Pastor Rob's been talking about that, helping us understand the enemy is real. And now we're I'm going to wrap up in a topic that we might have a misunderstanding about, and that is the topic of prayer. And really, what is the power of prayer? Is it the magical words we say? And what is it? So I'm going to help walk through that part in the last piece of the armor of God that is so critical. And so join with me as we look at Ephesians. Uh, I'm looking at chapter 6, verse 18 specifically, and uh, we'll wrap up this study in the book of Ephesians. Let's just join me with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word, we pray that you would speak, and we just invite you to do that. As we are in our homes, wherever we are, Lord, I pray, minister to us through your spirit, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. When we talk about warfare and the Christian, some people don't like that, but the reality is the enemy is very real, and prayer is really important. And when we think about the power of prayer, what does that mean? Uh, in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not of this flesh. We can't do it, but it is divine power divine power to destroy strongholds so it has an emphasis here this this thing we have as a follower of christ and this connection with the living god has an impact so let me just share a, a story and help us to grasp hold what does it mean when we talk about prayer and praying in the spirit we're going to look at that text uh let me start with this. Uh, well, if you are a follower of Christ, and you can picture this as a follower of Jesus, and you're up north, and this is a true story. Uh, I'm just sharing a few details of it. But in a mine up north, it's closed down. There's no workers except for a half a dozen people that have gone up to do some repairs. And these, in these mines, there's there's because no one lives up there, there's nothing except the workers, they have a, a, just a whole bench of sleeping quarters, just one after the other, and then a corridor lining them all up so that you have sort of a connection to them all. And so here's this follower of Christ. He's in one of the first rooms, and he gets woken up and quickly puts on his clothes, runs down the corridor in the middle of the night, yelling, get out, and everybody runs out, and in minutes, there's this huge explosion, and the trailers are all collapsed. Was that just a spider sensey? Uh, was that just an intuition? What stirred him? What moved him to do that, to be foolish in one sense, if nothing was there and woke everybody up? But the fact was, he was sensitive to the Spirit of God, and he obeyed the Spirit of God and saved lives. Another story of a, a woman who was woken up in the middle of the night and 
somebody's name came to play in her mind. And so she started praying for this person and praying and just interceding for this person that God would just bring her through and work through this person. And then eventually she went back to sleep. About a, a week later or so, she meets up with this lady and says, hey, in the conversation, she says, I, I was woken up and, and your name came on my mind. And so I started praying for you. And this is what I was praying. And this lady just was like, whoa. What time was that? What day? And so the lady said, oh, it was this, about this time in the morning. Uh, and on this day, and she just went white as a ghost. She goes, whoa. I was dealing with something huge. And that was the exact same time this lady was awoken to pray. The spirit of prayer has an impact on people's lives. And to realize what God has done in our lives through prayer. Listen to the passage that we are talking about in Ephesians chapter 6. And let me just say that in this process, if to fully grasp the power of, that God releases as we seek him in prayer, understand the power of prayer is really our prayers connecting to God who has the power. And he's always at work. Keep that in mind. Because I think the key verse to this chapter is, uh, and Pastor Rob brought this to our attention, in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his strength of his might, in the strength of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. You see the connection? The power of prayer is to who you are connected to. Prayer in itself. You could be talking to a wall, and sometimes we feel that, but we recognize it is a connection to Jesus Christ. To be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And then we put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. All It's all about Jesus. So now let's move to verse 18. He tells us, praying at all times. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayers, all supplication. To this end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And then Paul says, also for me that the words may be given to me to, in opening up my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare boldly as I ought to speak. So his request is that they would intercede and pray for this to happen. So we like to say prayer is a weapon. But prayer is the connection to the weapon. If we could grasp hold of this, I'm giving you a different look as we look at the power of prayer. That it is really the connection that we are praying. And I'm going to keep saying that because I really want you to get this. That the power of prayer is who we are connected to. And God is always at work. 
and Paul continues throughout the scriptures to encourage us to pray. Just listen, you don't have to turn to these passages, but we see Paul speaking of it so often. Paul exhorted the saints in Rome, rejoice in hope, persevere in tribulation, be devoted to prayer, Romans 12. In Philippi, in the book of Philippians, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, everything in prayer. He says, similar to the church in Colossae, in the book of Colossians, devote yourself to prayer. In Ephesians, he has it. In Thessalonica, in the church in Thessalonica, he tells them, pray without ceasing. It's like, keep the phone on, don't hang up. Pray without ceasing, stay connected. So when we come to this prayer in the spirit, in this sense of spiritual warfare, they go hand in hand. D.L. Moody said, be careful for nothing, prayerful for everything, thankful for anything. It's that constant relationship uh, in prayer. So the purpose of prayer from this passage is be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might to push back the enemy to be able to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. It's like, make way for the gospel is coming. Okay, so we step into prayer. So I'm going to look at three aspects of the prayer, but I really want us to focus this morning on this one point. that I'm going to jump in the ditch here a bit. Uh, prayer in the Spirit. What does that mean? To pray in the Spirit it's like the, the word prayer here is almost like you're in, 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 in battle and it's a, a war cry. It's out, it's out, help! It's a 911 call to God. We find ourselves in need and we need to be praying, saying, I need some strength. So as a follower of Christ, it should be our natural place to pray in the Spirit. The Bible says to walk in the Spirit to worship in the Spirit, to pray in the Spirit. This is where we should be. We are not to do it, the opposite would be praying in the flesh. But as a follower of Christ, we need to be in a place. And so, under this uh, praying in the Spirit, I have three points that I want us to get a hold of. And one of them, as we pray in the Spirit, one of the aspects is admitting our inability. When we come to pray, it is really admitting our inability. And right away, I, I connect with John 15. And this has been on my mind for a while. It's just John 15. Uh, to abide in me and I in you. It is this connection. Prayer is this stronger connection to God who is always at work. And we want to join him as we pray. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's John 15, verse 5. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So to me, prayer is that first place where you need to acknowledge, it's not me. I want to join God in what he is doing because God is always at work. And so prayer is joining him in what he is doing. It's a realization 
that we get to this place that I need Jesus. And so I cry out to God. I want to join him. I want to abide with him. It's a close relationship conversation where you want to be there, which leads me, first of all, to that. We recognize our inability. We need Jesus. And so our prayer is that place. And we should always be there at all the times. Not say, I'll do this as much as I can, and then I'll tap into God. Prayer is always being tapped in with God. All right? And then it's the second point I want us to grasp hold of this. And prayer in the Spirit means it's enjoying a living communion with God. Enjoying living communion with God. This is close relationship that you just love. And you're always talking it's, it's a beautiful, you, you stay connected all the time. You're talking all the time to him because it's a close relationship. And I mean, listen to, in John 17, I believe it is, yes, in verse 21, oh, this is Jesus' prayer. If you take hold of Jesus' prayer, that they may be may all be one, just as you and the Father are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. And in verse 23, oh, I in them, you in me, that they may become perfectly one, this beautiful relationship, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. Prayer is out of this communion with God. It's a lovely place. Prayer is not a... <laughs> I be careful how I say this. Please hear my heart. Prayer is not a duty. It is the love relationship with the living God. And so when Paul says, this is just part of the armor, it is just part of staying connected with the living God. Because God is at work. The enemy is defeated as we come and join him and we pray. Which leads me to that third part of praying in the spirit. It is pleading the promises of God with such boldness, uh, with such assurance, because it's this close relationship I have with God that I pray. And again, John 17 pulls this out to me, uh, starting in verse 15. Oh, I don't ask you to take them out of the world. This is Jesus talking to the Father. But that you would keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I'm not of this world. Oh, sanctify them, he says. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for this sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. So Jesus' prayer is for the salvation of souls. He is praying for salvation of souls. He is praying for intervention. He is praying for protection. You notice that prayer is, God, don't just remove them from their tough situation. Lord, I'm praying for protection I'm praying for intervention that they will be sanctified, that they'll be holy, set apart, finding freedom in the journey. I find that interesting, that this prayer of the Holy Spirit's boldness to proclaim the gospel, 
That's Jesus' prayer for you and me. So we join him. We can boldly pray, God, Lord, I pray for so-and-so. Give them the boldness. God, protect them. Sanctify them. This is just one of those prayers of in the army. As he says, pray for everything, but I want to see what Jesus is praying. I want to join him. You know, Matthew 6, when he's teaching his disciples to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's, it's praying that lives would be changed, that people would allow God to rule instead of themselves rule. It's a powerful prayer, and we want to join with God in what he's doing. So prayer is powerful because we are connecting to God. We're joining him in prayer that we would be sensitive to the Spirit's leading because prayer has an impact. It touches so many parts of our lives as we are aware and sensitive to the Spirit's leading. Prayer actually helps. When I'm in prayer, I'm listening as well, and I join him in prayer. I'm hearing his heart. As we read the Word of God, we're hearing his heart that we are joining him in the prayer of his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's listening as well. I wrote here, prayer is joining God in his work, releasing his power for the glory of God. Let me repeat that. Prayer is joining God in his work, releasing his power for his glory. Yeah, that is prayer. And Paul is telling us to pray all the time. Don't hang up the phone. Keep that sense of prayer. Uh, I had a friend that would never say amen because amen meant I'm hanging up the phone. <laughs> so he would just always be in that heart of prayer before his God. And pray all times, all prayers in the Spirit. And then he says all prayers. From adoration to supplication, just to lift these things to the Lord. All care. It's, uh, one writer said, the beauty of the boldness is that it is a humble and holy boldness because we're coming to Daddy, Abba, Father. This picture of, I have this relationship with God and I can lift these things to Him because He cares for us. Because someone uh, said just this past week to me, you know, they were saying this was their prayer, and he says, and they said, is that a selfish prayer? And that is a line when we are in the presence of God, we can share our personal concerns. I call it our daily bread prayers. These are just things, hey, God, I'm struggling in these things, and these are my requests. You're able to do that. I mean, my mom and dad, uh, they, their heart was prayer. I've shared how my mom would pray over a toilet, pray over a printer. She, she would just, she would pray and God would move. Because this, it's this relationship. She was connected to the power of prayer. And God cares for us. But understand, if we just have a wish list, it is so different than I just did my prayers you will hear me today saying, it's not about doing your prayers. What you're hearing today is 
prayer is connecting to the source of a, the God Almighty who created you and me and cares about us. And as you go to John 17 and you hear the prayer of Jesus, that's the, the will of God and we step in. Prayer is that sensitiveness to the Spirit where you're spending time in God's presence and he speaks to us and we join him in prayer. All prayers... I think it bleeds out to selfish prayer because it's this relational part. God cares for each one of us. He cares for you. And he wants you to talk to him. And when it comes under spiritual warfare, we have to recognize the power of the enemy wants to destroy us. He comes to seek and destroy those who he can. So prayer is that place where you connect with God on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis. Prayer protects us even from temptation as we stay connected to Jesus. So every prayer, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. For thine is the glory, the kingdom, the power, forever and ever. Amen. Stay connected to Jesus. We do that through his word. We do that through that prayer, that word of communication. And the last point I want us to come to is we, our prayer, he says, prayer being alert with perseverance. So we need to be alert with perseverance. And I, I want to put here, we, I, I wrote here, do not grieve the spirit of God. So we are constantly aware of what the enemy's doing because you can see it as you're walking in the spirit and you're worshiping in the spirit. You're in this connection with prayer in the spirit that you're saying, whoa, I sense the temptation. Whoa, I, 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 I'm aware that, you know, Bob's name comes to mind. So I start saying, Bob, I pray, God, that you would be ministering to Bob. I'm not sure what's going on. I ask for your protection. I ask for your intervention, that you would give him strength right now for the glory of God. And sometimes it's praying through. It's persevering in prayer. It's not just a lift up to prayer. Some moments it is. God, I just release this to you. I give this over to you. And other times, as we are sensitive to the praying, praying, we stay in a place and we persevere in prayer. Sometimes that's the, the two in the morning, the, the three in the morning where you sense there's a battle and you start praying and you just connect with God to the power source and you pray. And you pray through till there's a moment. And you might not ever experience that, a moment of release. And does it make sense? It's, it's literally joining God in what he is doing. And he wakens up his saints. He stirs up his saints to say, join me in what I'm doing. As we pray and we watch his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is powerful. But it's not just the magical words. If you hear something this morning is... It's not about the words you use necessarily. It's about connecting to the source. 
It's abiding in Christ and walking with him, keeping the phone on in the sense of constantly aware of what God is doing, that he is at work around you. And you're joining him. And you can see where you pray against the, the pushback, the enemy, that the gospel may be proclaimed. That's what he's talking about, this spiritual warfare. That we do, It's not a person we're fighting against. It's principalities and powers where the enemy can come in and influence. And we pray against that. And we pray for the gospel to be advanced. In that situation, join him in prayer. So again, concluding, this prayer that we are praying, and I, if I go back to John 17 in his prayer, that we join him praying for the salvation of souls, for intervention and protection, for sanctification, for setting apart and to be holy in the Holy Spirit's boldness to proclaim the gospel no matter where we find ourselves. As Paul was in chains, saying, God, I pray, God, saints, you know, pray for me that I would have that boldness even now in the situation I find myself. The power of prayer is the connection to the power of God who is at work around you. Please remember that this week as you think, as you walk with Jesus. Think of what God is doing around you and join him. I want to conclude with uh, a passage, or not a passage, uh, from Ian Bounds, he writes in his, one of his, the book on prayer, and I think this says so much that we recognize how important this prayer connection is. What the church needs today is not near more machinery or better machinery, not a new organization or more novel methods. It's not saying those are wrong, but what we need is people who have the Holy Ghost that God can use. People of prayer, people of mighty prayer, he says, that the Holy Ghost does not flow through methods, but through people. The Holy Ghost doesn't come out on machinery, but on people. The Holy Ghost anoints, does not anoint plans, but anoints people, people of prayer. May you be encouraged today that God is at work and he wants you to join him. And that joint connection is that connection of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we close off this moment together, as we hear about the power of prayer and really it's all about you, I pray, God, that you would minister to us that even in this moment where we are, that you would revive this heart of prayer in our own beings, that we would want to join you in what you are doing. Thank you for your love and care for us and for this connection that you've given us through prayer. Move in our hearts, I pray, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.